Hello, and welcome to our next episode of Talk Concord, a City of Concord, New Hampshire podcast. This podcast brings you information about current and future happenings centered on why Concord is a great place to live, work, play, and invest. I'm Stephanie Breton, Public Information Officer, and I'm joined today by Michael Haley Goldman. He's the Executive Director of New Hampshire Humanities. And just a quick background, New Hampshire Humanities connects people and ideas by funding and supporting statewide programs that inspire curiosity, foster civil dialogue, and explore big questions. They envision a future where people come together to learn about themselves and others, appreciate different perspectives, and promote the common good. For almost 50 years, New Hampshire Humanities has been connecting people to culture, history, places, ideas, and one another. Thank you so much for being here and uh, taking time out today to come in. I appreciate the chance to come and talk with you, Stephanie. Thanks. Well, you celebrated a year with New Hampshire Humanities in September, right? That's right. Uh, September 2022. So you came to Concord from the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington, D.C. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to end up in Concord? So I have been um, doing, I guess, public history for a very long time. And uh, I spent probably what I would call two to three lifetimes at uh, the (laughs) U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum, which was a a fabulous place to work and a really great mission. really was interested in the ways that people, in some sense, experience the past. How do you understand what happened in the past? What does it mean today? Mm-hmm. And um, was uh, looking for different opportunities to to do something a little bit different. And what really drew me to New Hampshire Humanities was the way it plays a role um, really with communities across the state. Mm-hmm. All of the museums in D.C., uh, the Smithsonian Museums, the Natural History and Air and Space, and the Holocaust Museum, which is not technically part of the Smithsonian, but is, is still a federal museum, they mm-hmm. do great work, um, but they're national in scope, and mm-hmm. it, they, they see different people every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was excited about the possibility in New Hampshire of a place that really was digging deep into the communities um, and, and really working with the same communities on a regular basis and the kind of impact you can have there. So it um, happened at a right, the right moment and was able to move up here in uh, 2021. Excellent. Yeah, well, that's great. And that is, I think, some really good background that you bring, you know, to the organization and approach. And I just wanted to to read um, uh, something you wrote in your introduction letter in the spring 2022 Engage publication, which was public humanities and history started a place where the audience feels a connection, whether through personal stories, a link to a known place or ties to a familiar idea. As our audiences change through the growth of new generations and the introduction of newcomers to our state, including me, and because our perspectives shift, where and how audiences experience that spark of connection broadens and evolves our programming. So that was just a very brief overview when I introduced you of um, New Hampshire Humanities, but could you tell us um, a little bit more about the organization, its work, and maybe at kind of the basic level, start by explaining humanities to anyone who might not be familiar with that term? So, and I'll, I'll come back to the humanities because it is the question I think we get most often is like, so what, what is the humanities? Right. What does it anyway? mean? Right. Uh, yeah. So I definitely want to address that. Um, but um, but to, to step into like the, the piece you read was really important because one of the things uh, when I was working at the Holocaust Museum that was that was important that I think plays out into what we do as an organization today is mm-hmm. is the is the change that happens generationally, um, culturally uh, in any civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you think about the way we understand World War II and the Holocaust, what was happening when the work of the Holocaust Museum started in 1993 
is very, very different from what's happening today. And right. a lot of my interest was really understanding the audience and their connection into history. And mm-hmm. I think we're seeing the same thing about New Hampshire. New Hampshire is also going through a lot of change, mm-hmm. uh, going through demographic changes, going through changes in urban and rural areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important for an organization like New Hampshire Humanities to be thinking about that audience and where it meets the many, many topics of the humanities um, mm-hmm. and the kind of programming that gets created all around the state. So that's one of the things I think that's really exciting to think about is how we can reach some of the same goals we have with with uh, creating humanities experiences in the state, but do it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think about what the humanities is, to go back to that question, mm-hmm. often people get really hung up on academic humanities. Uh, yeah. You know, you can run through the list. It's history, it's literature, it's uh, African-American studies, it's archaeology, it's political science. It's it, That's not a really great, helpful way to kind of approach the humanities. Mm-hmm. If you think about the humanities and what they've grown out of, especially the public humanities, it's the way we understand the world together as a culture, as a, as a community. How mm-hmm. does your community understand its past? How do you understand the different voices that are there? How do you agree upon ways to question what's going on around you? And the humanities are a a lot of different ways that you do that. So if you think about why people love their local history, which is an amazing thing in New Hampshire, people really love the history of their town, the history of their mm-hmm. region. Um, it's a great entry point into thinking about not only where did we come from, but mm-hmm. how are we changing and how are we moving forward and looking to the future? And that's where I think the interesting part of it sits. Um, and so that's exciting to me that you can really get into that discussion of having a shared way to go about thinking about the past what it means for the the present and tomorrow. Yeah, that's a great description. Thank you for um, expanding on that. (laughs) Because I do think humanities is, like you mentioned, kind of can be a um, educational term, but it doesn't mean just that. You know, there's a lot more to it. So that's a great way of putting it. Can you talk a little bit about your work with different partners? Partners are really, really central to the way we work at New Hampshire. I should always say, remind people that we are an independent nonprofit Mm -hmm. in the state, um, and we are a relatively small team, but because of our association and our connection to the National Endowment for the Humanities and the federal government, we have the opportunity to really help strengthen organizations that are doing humanities work all around the state. Mm -hmm. Um, We could obviously not do this alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what it allows us to do is to match dollar for dollar funding that we can raise in the state to what's coming from the federal government to really support things like your local library, mm-hmm. historical societies, uh, your community centers, small museums, large museums, uh, mm-hmm. any kind of number of things, and even places you don't think of the humanities being. One of my favorite programs last year was at the Planetarium here in Concord. Mm-hmm. It was a program that we helped support with grant funding. We gave out grants as one of the ways we do this. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was bringing Abenaki storytelling into looking at the night sky and matching that to the science of astronomy. And yeah, it was a really, really fabulous cool. humanities program uh, that was taking place in a, in a science museum. So that's happening all over. We, we like to partner. It's great to be here in Concord mm-hmm. um, because there's so many other good um, uh, opportunities to connect with statewide organizations. New Hampshire Historical Society is here. We like to do a lot of work with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything from New Hampshire Public Radio to, um, you know, even groups like Red River Theater. There's a lot of great partners here just in the city that yeah. do work that is has um, impact all across the state. Yeah, we are very lucky here in Concord. <laughs> We're a little bit biased, but we are very lucky. So, yeah, that's great. That leads me into my next question, which is, 
asking you about the Humanities Roadshow and um, the broader Becoming New Hampshire initiative that's happening. I'm really excited to talk about that. The Roadshow is kicking off what I think of as probably a three to four year initiative that we're calling Becoming New Hampshire. Okay. And Becoming New Hampshire is asking that same question. Who will tell our stories mm-hmm. into the distant future? Mm-hmm. And what do we want that story to be? Yeah. Right? How do we think about our past? How do we think our present? And how do we think that should shape what we want to become? And how do we have a conversation about that? 2026 yeah. is going to be the semi-quincentennial, the 250th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, which is this formative story about who we are as Americans. New Hampshire mm-hmm. obviously plays a large role in colonial history. Mm-hmm. But we know that the ideals set out in the 250th, uh, for the 250 years uh, in the Declaration of Independence aren't always lived up to. Mm-hmm. And that's something we aspire to. So how do we understand that role? How do we think about the stories we tell? So we're going to talk about story a lot, actually, in the next couple of years. And the Roadshow is our chance to reconnect with communities around the state. Many people haven't been coming to uh, in-person programs for a while. Right, um, yeah. And go around the state and really focus on how stories tell us about who we are, about who our neighbors are, and about how we think about um, our community. So we'll be in um, Littleton doing a program that's about uh, the history of Mount Washington and the stories people tell about Mount Washington. We'll be on the seacoast and we'll uh, have a program about Abenaki storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to look at dance as a method of telling stories in the Upper Valley. We're going to look at music and folk music as a way of talking about telling stories in Keene. And then here in Concord, we'll, we'll work again with the Red River Theater mm-hmm. to, to um, look at film as a way that we tell our stories now. Uh, and looking at a particular instance in, in New Hampshire history, the particular film that we're working on. So all of these are around story um, mm-hmm. to kind of get that, that yeah. connection going. And then we can move into some other aspects of the stories that we tell and what stories aren't being told. That's what we're going to be looking at, I think, in year two of the program. Okay. And I know all of the listings for these different events are on your website as well as many other listings. Right. So anyone that's interested in finding about out about more about that. Um, N- NH Humanities. Uh, .org slash roadshow. And uh, to put a plug in, the program here in in Concord is on May 10th. And we'd love to see as many people. It's a free program. We'd love to see people there. Yeah, and that's great. You mentioned that's with Red River, which is one of our great organizations here. Just looking at my notes about Becoming New Hampshire, it's great. I love the storytelling aspect. Explore the stories we tell about our past and our present and how we imagine our future, which you mentioned, which is great. And are there any other programs or things about New Hampshire humanities you'd like to mention in addition to those? I know there's some big highlights you're working on right now. but Well, there's a lot of things we're, we're doing for the fall. And, um, okay. you know, in the fall, we are going to be bringing a statewide read back to New Hampshire. It's something we haven't done in a good number of years in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, I stole uh, that quote about uh, who are we uh, today and, and how, who will tell our story into the distant future mm-hmm. from uh, an interview with an, an, uh, an um, author named Andrew Krivak, okay. whose book we will be doing in the fall as a big read. We're teaming with 50 uh, organizations around the state uh, to read the book, and then they are teaming with 50 community partners to do programs around um, some of the themes from the book. The book plays into this same discussion around around those stories that we tell and and how we have a choice in what stories we want to have told about ourselves yeah. uh, and what we do consciously about that. So that's really exciting. It's going to be all around the state in the fall. We'd like to see that something that as something that comes back to New Hampshire. And for those of you who have known New Hampshire Humanities for a long time, 
we did not do last year a big annual celebration of the humanities. This is something mm -hmm. we've done for years and years. Um, we took a year off. The pandemic had mm -hmm. kind of disrupted a lot of our ability to have an in-person program that way. Mm -hmm. But we are planning for a really big event in Manchester coming up in November. Uh, so for those of you who, who kind of want to get a sense of, of kind of a big program, that's something exciting about um, still playing on that theme of New Hampshire and stories, uh, that'll be happening in, on November 8th. So that's okay. all coming up. Um, and Excellent. I should put a plug out there for, like, when you look at our website, if you, if you go to our website, you'll see a huge number of events happening all around yeah. the state. And those are things that are not things we do alone. Those are the things mm -hmm. we do through partnerships. How do we support humanities in the state? Um, we provide speakers to small and large venues all around. So it might be in your, in your town, uh, at the local library, or at the Historical Society, or at the community center. Uh, and if you look at those events, um, we do hundreds and hundreds of them a year all around the state. There's also reading groups and things like that that are happening in libraries all around the state. So we really try to figure out ways to support your local uh, community uh, programs as mm -hmm. a way that we really try to serve all of New Hampshire. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for mentioning that, too, because I, I was taking a look at your website yesterday. And there's a lot of different programs, like you mentioned, statewide, some right here in Concord. But also, you know, if you want to venture outside Concord because a topic in, interests you, I did see that there's many other topics as well. So and definitely um, can keep our eyes open for the the other program that you were talking about mm -hmm. that's coming up this fall, which is great. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I can't quite announce the speakers. Really That's close. okay. We'll stay. We'll stay tuned. I'm sure all the information will be on your website when you're ready. So, yeah. Well, that's great. I wanted to just close by asking you about some of your favorite things about Concord as you've been here for a little while. And you know, you mentioned ending up here in Concord, you know, with your family. But <clears throat> are there some things that you want to talk about that you've kind of discovered since arriving? You know. Um, I moved up here after you know almost 30 years in the Washington, D.C. area, living inside the Beltway, and mm -hmm. uh, it was a very intentional move. Um, my uh, youngest child was about to go off to college, and we had been talking about moving to New England for a long time. And so you know, we, we discovered New Hampshire in the, as part of that process, mm -hmm. and we didn't really have an image of where we would live in the state uh, until we were – I was literally coming in here to interview for the, my position – Mm -hmm. um, and we came to Concord, and it was um, a really lovely place. I, I've I've been, you know, at the time it was it, uh, realizing that uh, with a great independent bookstore and several really good co coffee shops, and I don't even really listen to music on vinyl, but uh, having, you know, it, it was something about the downtown mm -hmm. was really just so perfect about being kind of everything we needed in a community. Um, it was it was perfect, so we ended up moving into Concord, and and which happens to be close to the office too, which doesn't hurt. And, right? Yeah, very um, easy to get to work. But, too. but it was we were really we were really taken with it, and uh, have been really happy here. Um, I've learned that people in New Hampshire in general are very dedicated to the place where they live, mm -hmm. and Concord is no exception to that. Uh, we've had a wonderfully warm welcome from the community here. Uh, and we're enjoying all the things everybody talks about, like the miles and miles of, of trails that are inside the city, um, mm -hmm. the great uh, activity of um, of the main street and, and other things that are going on. Mm -hmm. And um, really being a part of it has been wonderful so far. That's great. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. And yeah, like you mentioned, I think not, you know, not only New Hampshire, but Concord both have a, um, a lot of history. So really tying those stories and history together it's kind of a an ideal partnership there of 
of people wanting to learn more about it. So it's it's been wonderful to see, and it's it, and to go back to where we started, right? This idea of how do people mm -hmm. connect into into stories? How do people connect into their past? How do people connect into important national, state, local conversations? They connect through what they know, and here people really do know their history. Mm -hmm. They know that they've got connections, um, and that there's a long history within the state, um, and they're excited to learn more. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and they're very fiercely. Uh, clear if you get them in the wrong location. I've learned that very quickly. <laughs> right, yeah. very passionate, very which passionate, is good. Uh, yeah. Very passionate about you know. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm learning not to mispronounce Berlin. I'm learning not to put people in the wrong region of the state mm -hmm. uh, because that's a serious thing. Because people care. People really do care about their roots here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here again and sharing all of that great information. Uh, really appreciate your time, and we'll look forward to uh, learning more about your programs as. Uh, more information comes out. Thanks for having me. It's uh, always happy to talk about what we're doing at New Hampshire. Thank you. Thank you.